ラッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタッタ Hello and welcome. I'm Helen. And I'm Caroline. And we love to sew. This is a podcast for makers where we talk about sewing a handmade wardrobe and bring you interviews with inspiring creatives and small business owners in our community. This week we are chatting about zippers. What are different types of zippers? What's the difference between a centered or lapped zipper? How do you cut your zipper to the perfect length? How do you know if a zipper is good quality? We cover it all in this week's episode. We're going to zip through it. <laughs> Caroline? What? Zip it. <gasps> How could you say that to me? Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Love to Sew. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for Love to Sew listeners. Get two months of Skillshare premium membership for free at Skillshare.com slash Love to Sew. That's two months of Skillshare premium membership for free at Skillshare.com slash Love to Sew. And now on to the show. Hi, Helen. Hi, Caroline. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. We're in a new place today. A brand new place. A whole new world. <laughs> it's not We're the first in... time you've sang that song on the show. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Some songs are just great. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they apply to lots of situations. Yes. I'm looking at you right now with my fabric stash in the background. Mm -hmm. Like you're kind of tucked away next to my fabric stash. I'm petting it right now. <laughs> yes. Um, we're in my sewing room at my apartment. I know. It's so cute. It's the perfect little podcasting room. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. This is where we'll be recording in Vancouver moving forward mm -hmm. since you moved. I know. It's all said and done. We have moved. I do not live here anymore. I'm coming to terms with it. <laughs> no, it's really fun. It's fun to be back. I'm staying uh, at my parents' place. So lots of family time and getting to spend some time with friends. And of course, recording lots of the show. We're doing six episodes while I'm here. Oh, my goodness. So it's a little bit different for us. We're batch recording. So we're going to take this opportunity to have a little catch up because this episode is coming out in a few days. So it is. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'm really excited to catch up with you yeah. and hear about your move. Tell me how it went. Tell our listeners how it went. It went really well. I mean, of course, with any move, there were some dramatic moments. There was some weird weather. There was some broken things. You know, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> but overall, it went really well. It went it went very smoothly. And it was super fun to actually see it all happen. Finally, you've been anticipating it for so long. And then finally, the day comes and everything's moving out and you arrive at the new place. And it was so fun to see our house again, because we bought a place and we haven't seen it in a couple months. So it was great to just walk in the door and have it be empty. And it was really late at night when we arrived. So it just felt very surreal. We were kind of just walking around with our mouths open, not quite sure what to make of it. It was a bit weird. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That moment must have been really special and really magical for the two of you. Your first home, walking into it yeah. for the first time as homeowners, not as prospective buyers. And yeah, wow, I'm so happy for you. I know. It was really fun. It's only our second home together, too, because we moved into our apartment together. So this is our second home together. And it's a fresh space for both of us. And yeah, it's very exciting. So it went really well. Thank you for asking. Oh, well, I can't wait to come visit 
next month. I know. We're going <laughs> to alternate. So I'm going to come to Caroline and Caroline's going to come to me. And you guys, I'm sure, will hear all about that because that will be our recording reality for the next foreseeable future. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to try and also do fun projects when we get together and lots of catching up. Yeah. <laughs> and if any listeners out there want a little bit more of a behind the scenes peek into the move and how it all went and some fun stories, we talk a lot about that in this month's episode uh, on Patreon. Yes, we do. We do. There may be some tears. Yeah. Oh, there's <laughs> definitely tears. <laughs> Anyways. How's everything going with you? <laughs> What's going on at Blackbird? Everything is really, really good. We're actually hiring right now. We're hiring on our fulfillment team. So if anyone's looking for a job, check out our website. Anyone local to Vancouver, it's not a remote position. Unfortunately, you have to live in Vancouver. We also have a bunch of workshops coming up. We finally have set up our workshop space and it looks amazing. And we actually hosted our first workshop this past Friday night. Went super well. I love that we are hosting workshops in this new space. It's so beautiful. It really does look like such an amazing space to take a workshop. You guys have four cutting tables now, yeah. all at the right height and like a lot more space around the machines. Yeah. And it just, it looks beautiful and bright and lovely. And yeah, I'm enjoying all of Natasha's stories so yeah. far. It's great to see. Not to mention it's a plant oasis. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's super white and bright. So like the lighting is really nice for sewing. Anyway, so if anyone wanted to check out uh, some of the classes we have coming up, we have a hand embroidery class coming up at the end of February. And then in March, we also have an absorbent panty class. So if you want to learn how to make period panties, um, then that is a really cool class to take with us. And then we also have Ron Collins coming back in March to teach a few workshops. So check out our website. We'll link it in the show notes so you can see what we have coming up. But I love that listeners come to our workshops, sometimes travel from other cities to come to our workshops. So I'm just really excited to meet everyone who comes this year. Yeah. And you always give good tips on what to do in Vancouver too when people come. Yes, we have a whole PDF ready to go if you need suggestions for what to do in Vancouver. (laughs) That's awesome. I also wanted to plug some upcoming fabrics because we get a lot of questions about these fabrics, like when we're going to get them again. So this week we're dropping a big batch of denims. Oh my goodness, some gorgeous denims, (gasps) a lot of new ones, a couple of restocks of previous ones that have been really popular. And next week, we're dropping a huge batch of dead stock fabrics that Laura and I picked out when we were in LA a few weeks ago. Helen, I don't know if you're going to (laughs) survive. through this release I have been tested your fabric buying band. I have been tested let me tell you yeah there's some really really amazing like I think it was our best buying trip ever in LA Laura and I left and we were like oh my gosh so many gorgeous fabrics oh wow okay I can't wait to see them I hope that some of them work for my upcoming patterns so I have an excuse to buy them <laughs> Speaking of upcoming patterns, what are you working on at Helen's Closet? Well, we do have a lot of new patterns sort of at various stages of development, which is very exciting. And I'm looking forward to releasing those later on in the spring. But right now I'm focusing on the Suki sizing because that is the final pattern in the collection to get the new size range. And so 
uh, first of all, I want to finish it so it will be done. Mm -hmm. But I'm also just really excited to be able to say that all of our patterns are available in sizes zero through 30. And yeah, we're going to have to have some kind of celebration when that's done because it's been quite the year. (laughs) I mean, by celebration, do you mean like maybe a sale? Oh, maybe a sale. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll come back to it later. (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's really awesome, though. I love my Suki robe so much. So I can't wait for more people to be able to make it. Yeah, me too. Me too. And it's fun to revisit it. It is such a cool pattern, lots of different sewing techniques involved. And it's one of those ones that just sticks out to me in the collection. It's very special. I really, really love that pattern. So of course, I'll be doing some hacks and things to go along with that. You know how I roll. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Awesome. I can't wait to see it. Okay, should we get to some feedback? Yeah, let's do it. We have a voicemail from Eladia. Hi, Helen and Caroline. Um, Thank you so much for your fantastic podcast. My name is Ilaria. I'm in Australia, um, near Canberra on a small farm. And lately, as you may have seen in the news, things have been pretty uh, nasty around here with lots and lots of fires. And uh, luckily, we're so lucky we don't have any fires near us, but heaps and heaps of smoke and uh, really hot and dry conditions. So it's been pretty stressful. And every night I spend hours trying to keep all of our plants and trees and animals alive by watering everybody. And uh, it's really nice to put your podcast in my ears and try to sort of keep my mind off the stress. And the podcast has been really a fantastic company through these stressful times. So thank you so much. I'm only a beginner, but I've learned so much listening to your podcast. And you're always so cheerful and positive. And uh, I really appreciate all the effort and time you put into the podcast. So thank you. And continue doing what you're doing. Thank you. Bye. Aw, thank you, Eladia, so much for your voicemail. And I have been so impressed with how the sewing community is helping out with the wildfire situation in Australia, helping to make blankets and other wrappings for animals that have been affected by the fires, helping to make cooling things for firefighters. It's just awesome. Yeah, me too. I have loved following along with all of that. And our heart definitely goes out to all of our listeners, anyone who's affected by this. It's really breaking our hearts to watch this happen. And it's also really sweet to see the sewing community come together around it. Okay, we also have a question here from Lorraine. Hi, Caroline and Helen. I love listening to your podcast whilst driving. I'm a church minister in the UK and I love sewing and creating as a way to get some headspace. Anyway, can we talk about zips or zippers? I know there are normal zips, concealed zips, open, closed, continuous zips, but I get confused with the weight and size of them. I love dressmaking and I also like to make bags and some zips just don't seem right. Any chance you can do a little segment on your podcast as I'm sure I'm not the only person with questions. Many thanks and keep up the good work. Oh, Lorraine, we don't just have a little segment for you. <laughs> we have a whole episode about zippers today. <laughs> zippers seems to deserve an episode, right? I think it does. Yes. yes. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. Of course, as always, when we're prepping, we're like, is there a whole episode here? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, there is. There is. The answer <laughs> is always yes. Yeah. I feel like I have to admit something, though, right off the bat. What? I don't really like zippers. <gasps> the uh... most universally used fastener? <laughs> I personally would prefer to avoid inserting zippers at all costs, not because I don't like sewing zippers or I can't sew zippers, like I can do it, but I just like oversized clothes that I can fit over my head so I don't have to fiddle with closures. I mean, it's true. It does lend itself well to your personal style, but some people like a fitted garment. Also, just my tendency to sew 
things that are quick and easy. True. When you add a zipper in, it adds some time. You have to be a little bit more thoughtful and a little bit more intentional with your application and take your time. We're going to talk about that today. Yeah. But I felt like I just needed to get that out of the way. I think that's fair. I too don't sew a ton of zippers, but I don't dislike sewing them. I actually think they can be kind of fun once you get the hang of them. And we have lots of tips for you guys today to help you on your zipper journey, whether you've never sewn a zip before or you've sewn lots of zips and you still find it frustrating. (laughs) Hopefully we have some tips for you too. How about that feeling that you get when you insert a zipper and it's perfect? Oh, so good. You zip it up for the first time. And like that seam lines (gasps) up, the waist seam, or like the top is like perfectly symmetrical. Yeah. I love that. Magical. Sewing is magic. Even when it's off like a millimeter, you like, you're like prying it apart with your hands and you're like trying to see if it's off. Yeah. (laughs) We're so hard on ourselves. (laughs) It's not quite right. (laughs) Well, we're going to try to help you get it as right as possible today. Okay. So zippers or zips, if you're in the UK, fall into two categories. They're separating where they open on both ends and closed where they just open on one end. And there are many different variations of zippers, which we will chat about today. So Firstly, zippers can have metal or plastic teeth, and some even have decorative details on them like rhinestones or a lace clasp or novelty pull top. Um, There are so many fun zippers that you can find. Yes. And the zipper tape, which is the part that connects the teeth to the garment, that tape is usually a cotton blend or a polyester nylon blend. So there's kind of a baseline for zippers. They all are similar, but there's also lots of differences. Yes. And inserting a zipper can be pretty intimidating, but it's actually totally achievable. And with the tips and tricks we're going to cover today, you should be inserting a zipper with ease in no time. Indeed. <laughs> so Caroline, do you have any zipper stories for us? Uh, zipper stories. The Zipper Chronicles. Um, I've already talked on the show about my handpicked zipper on my Xena dress. It's my favorite zipper application, hand sewing a zipper in. And my Xena dress is really special to me because I made it for my sister's wedding. So we'll definitely link a picture in the show notes. I have a really nice close-up picture of those handpicked stitches. I love that hand-sewn zipper look, especially on a special garment, something like that you're going to wear to a wedding or a special event. I think it's really nice. But yeah, zippers actually make me a little bit nervous because I've messed up a lot of zippers in the past or had to redo a lot of zippers in the past. And I think my biggest tip for people who feel intimidated by zippers is hand basting or using something like Wonder Tape to help you along because that's really going to set you up for success when you take that time to sort of prepare for that final stitch line, you're going to be really happy because it's just going to help everything line up so much better. Mm -hmm. One thing that I like about zippers is that often they can be sort of interchanged with the type of zipper. So if you don't like a regular zipper application, you can swap it out for a lapped zipper or an invisible zipper. I think there's lots of possibilities based on your preference. So it's pretty easy to swap out types of zippers within a garment. Yeah. Even with jeans, if, if the pattern has a button fly and you prefer a zip fly, it's not actually too difficult to swap it out. And there's tons of tutorials and resources online for how to do that. Mm -hmm. So it is fun. You can think about zippers as an option for a closure and you can do what you want. So tell me your thoughts and feelings about zippers. Well, I have said before on the show as well that I am a slapdash sewist (laughs) in a lot of ways. I like to go fast and I often bend the rules. But With zippers, that I find is not the way to go. It really, really pays, like you were saying, to mark your seam lines, to get it all 
ready to go and feel like you are prepared. And not only that, but I mentioned this in my story sometimes, I have a no zippers past 10 p.m. policy because you should not try to sew a zipper when you're tired. It's often like one of the last things in the garment. So if you're rushing to finish, it's the end of the day. I say, put it aside, leave it till morning. Fresh eyes will help immensely in the zipper process. <laughs> I think buttons fall under that category too, right? Yes. No buttonholes, no button holes, no zippers. <laughs> <laughs> That's really hard for me though, because I a lot of my sewing happens after 10 p.m. I know, I know. <laughs> hey, it's not for everybody, but it's a good thing to think about it is. if you're tired or you just, you try and it doesn't work, maybe rip it out in the next day. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yes, I love clothes without zippers as well. I do have more of an oversized look in my style. So a lot of my garments don't have zippers. So I don't get a ton of opportunity to practice zippers that much. Yeah. Well, we still have lots of info to share. Yeah, we even do. Though maybe we don't love zippers. Let's start with the history because <laughs> I was surprised to learn that the zipper was not in fact invented in Canada, which I totally thought it was I'm like, yeah, zippers, Canadian invention. Yeah, go us. Not true. Not true. Not true. Common misconception. <laughs> so early versions of zippers were called the hookless fastener or clasp locker. Yeah. And in 1851, Elias Howe received a patent for an automatic continuous clothing closure. Say that 10 times. <laughs> he did not try seriously to market it, missing the recognition he might otherwise have received. 42 years later in 1891, Whitcomb Judson marketed a clasp locker. The device served as a more complicated hook and eye shoe fastener. And Judson launched the Universal Fastener Company to manufacture this new device. The clasp locker had its own public debut at an 1893 Chicago World's Fair and met with little commercial success, which is interesting. Judson is sometimes given credit as the inventor of the zipper, but he never made a practical device. So Gideon Sunback, a Swedish-American electrical engineer, was hired to work for the Universal Fastener Company in 1906. The company moved to Meadville, Pennsylvania, where it operated for most of the 20th century under the name Talon Inc., and Sunback worked on improving the fastener, and in 1909, he registered a patent in Germany. The U.S. rights to this invention were in the name of the Meadville Company, operating as the Hookless Fastener Co., but Sunback retained the non-U.S. rights and used those to set up in subsequent years the Lightning Fastener Co. in St. Catharines, Ontario. Sunback's work with the firm led to that common misconception that the zipper was in fact invented in Canada. Mm, that's where it comes from. Mm -hmm. The popular North American term zipper, as you mentioned earlier in the UK, it's called a zip or occasionally a zip fastener that came from the BF Goodrich company in 1923. So the company opted to use Gideon Sunback's fastener on a new type of rubber boots or galoshes and referred to it as the zipper and the name stuck. The two chief uses of the zipper in its early years were for closing boots and tobacco pouches. Zippers began being used for clothing in 1925 by Shot New York City on leather jackets. Yes, and in the 1930s, a sales campaign began for children's clothing featuring zippers. The campaign praised zippers for promoting self-reliance in young children by making it possible for them to dress themselves. The zipper beat the button in 1937 in The Battle of the Fly after French fashion designers raved over zippers in men's trousers. Esquire declared the zipper the newest tailoring idea for men, and among the zipper fly's many virtues was that it could exclude 
quote, the possibility of unintentional and embarrassing disarray. (laughs) I love this battle of the closures, (laughs) right? It all sounds very dramatic. I wouldn't want to be caught in any embarrassing disarray. No, definitely not. It's it's just like a fancy way of saying nip slip or something. So the most recent innovation in the zippers design was the introduction of models that could open on both ends as on jackets. So today the zipper is by far the most widespread fastener and is used on clothing, luggage, leather goods, and various other objects. Really it's everywhere. Like when you start thinking about it and noticing it, it's just on every bag, every luggage, so many zippers everywhere, so many different kinds. It's amazing. And YKK, a Japanese company, took over the market in the 1980s and began producing zippers for cheaper. And you might notice that many zippers today are YKK brand. And YKK has a really good reputation that they've worked hard to create, continue to work even harder to maintain. Every aspect in the production is under the YKK roof, from smelting their own brass to forging and molding their own zipper teeth. And this allows the company to ensure that every step in their process is completed correctly and perfectly. Yeah, there are definitely other brands that are also great quality as well. But personally, I always look for YKK. That's what I sell in my shop. I just think that they're a really trustworthy quality brand. Yeah, agreed. I think that was an awesome little history lesson. We got a lot of this info from Wikipedia, but if any of our listeners out there have any more zipper history info, please do share because I think it's really fascinating. Yeah, we can read it on an upcoming episode. Yes. Okay, let's talk about actually inserting a zipper or at least preparing to insert a zipper. Yes, the first thing you want to do is potentially press your zipper tape if it's creased or squashed, maybe it's been sitting in a box, maybe it's all crumpled. And you can just use the tip of your iron to help even out any potential creases. This is a little controversial because you can melt plastic teeth uh, or nylon coil with an iron. So you want to be careful to use a very low heat. I've never had any issues with a low heat iron. And I think it does make a difference to flatten out the zipper. Yeah, definitely. And there's a technique where if you have an invisible zipper, you actually flatten out a little bit of the coil so that it's not folded back so much. But I think that's the most controversial method and not everyone would recommend it. I've tried it and I think it works. But I also think you don't need to do that part. Yeah, it's very helpful if you don't have an invisible zipper foot. But just having an invisible zipper foot makes it so much easier. Exactly. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Okay, so the pattern should indicate if and what stabilization may be needed on the garment, such as interfacing, or you can opt to add stabilization because delicate fabrics like rayon and silk might actually need it even if the pattern doesn't suggest it. Yeah, so you want to use a weight of interfacing that indicated by the pattern or a weight of interfacing that kind of matches with your fabric. We have a whole episode about interfacing if you're interested in that. And you can also get rolls of interfacing or double-sided sticky fusible tape that can be really handy with zippers because they're already cut to be nice long strips. Mm -hmm. So in terms of tools that you'll need to insert a zipper, uh, a zipper foot is amazing if you can get it and maybe even an invisible zipper foot if applicable. It's a real game changer in your sewing practice if you want to kind of like up your sewing game. If you think you're going to be sewing a lot of zippers, you might have one that comes with your machine. You might be able to pick up one for pretty cheap at like a local sewing shop or online, or you can invest in like a slightly nicer zipper foot for, you know, a little bit more of a premium sewing experience. Yeah. And the whole idea with a zipper foot is that you want 
the bulk of the zipper not to be getting in the way of the foot. So even if you don't have a zipper foot, maybe you have some other random foot lying around that's going to allow you to move your needle over and get that close to the edge of the foot or something. Of course, we always want to give people options and how to do things without getting new tools. But getting these feet is really a game changer when it comes to zippers. If you're frustrated, and you haven't tried using an invisible zipper foot for an invisible zipper, it will change your life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next thing you'll need is pliers for shortening the zipper by removing the teeth. Now, Helen and I are going to have a really heated discussion about shortening zippers later. So <laughs> stay tuned for that. <laughs> yes. Um, you want a marking tool and pins or maybe wonder clips. Um, hand sewing tools are optional if you want to hand sew your zipper. And then wonder tape or iron on double sided stabilizer, also optional, but super helpful. And you need some patience. Is that a tool? Yeah. <laughs> it's an emotional tool. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so you definitely want to take the time to accurately mark your zipper placement and stitching lines. You can use a simple running stitch for this so that you're not using chalk that's going to rub off. A running stitch is going to mark both sides and, you know, it'll stay in place. You won't have to worry about it rubbing off. Yeah. Yeah. Marking your stitching lines really helps because then you know exactly where you're supposed to sew. and the precision is so important with zippers. That's how you get that nice finish. And you want to pin or baste your zipper in place. Another option is to use wonder tape or wash away tape. I often do both. I'll pin it in place or tape it in place. Then I'll baste it to tack it on. Then I'll go in with my final sewing you know, do as many steps as you need to to get that nice polished finish. Mm -hmm. I tend to hand baste with thread, but like a fabric glue stick or wonder tape works just as well for basting, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in terms of where you want to put the zipper, the bottom of the opening should be just above the stop. So that's the opening in your garment for the zipper. You want that to hit right above the zipper stop. And the top of the zipper in garment should be about half an inch from the top seam line. You want to leave room for a hook or a snap if that's applicable to the type of garment that you're making, of course. Mm -hmm. um, in garments with a waistband, the zipper top should be just under the band seam line, about a quarter inch below the top edge of the waistband. Do be mindful of your seam allowance. So when you're inserting the zipper, a lot of the time there's still some seam allowance at the top to attach a waistband or another part of the garment. So you want to keep in mind what that seam allowance is and then still leave yourself another quarter inch below that. Yeah, I think when I first started sewing, a common mistake I would make with zippers, say at the back of a dress or a top, is that I wouldn't leave that space at the top of the zipper. So if the zip stop goes all the way to the tippy tippy top of the garment, you can end up with a lot of bulk up there because you have that extra little pieces of tape on either side that need to go somewhere. And also, you're just zipping all the way up. So you almost get like a point in the mm -hmm. back of your garment. So you do want to have it a little bit below and then adding that hook and eye closure just gives it that nice polish finish. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Love to Sew. There's no time better than right now to explore new skills and nurture your creativity with Skillshare's online classes. Perhaps you want to learn to sew with zippers? I'm always inspired when I look at the incredible variety of classes on Skillshare. There's one that I really want to take called Instagram Worthy Photography, Shoot, Edit, and Share with Brandon Wolfel. I've been trying to up my Instagram game lately, and I really feel like it could help me share more of my personal makes with some beautiful photos, and it might just be the perfect thing to help other sewists who want to share more too. 
That sounds awesome. As you know, I'm getting into pottery with Shay, and I've been really wanting to take the art of ceramics, creating a modern mug from Helen Levy. Her makes are so inspiring, and I love that I can see the projects from other people in the class. It makes me feel like I'm part of a little learning community. Yes, and since an annual Skillshare subscription is less than $10 a month, it's also really affordable to try every class that excites you. And if that wasn't enough, Skillshare is a proud sponsor of Love to Sew. So explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash Love to Sew and get two free months of premium membership. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to Skillshare.com slash Love to Sew. That's Skillshare.com slash Love to Sew. We love Skillshare. Okay, so we also have a list of tips for you guys on inserting zippers. Our first tip is to always finish the seam allowance edges before attaching the zipper. Yes, and some patterns don't mention when to finish seam allowances. So this is good. If you see a zipper coming in the instructions, you know you need to finish, you know, your crotch curves or the center back or whatever, wherever it is you're putting your zipper. Definitely. And you can use the zipper to measure the length of the opening that you need. Not all zippers are exactly the length on the package. So keep that in mind it's okay to adjust that opening a couple centimeters here and there. Totally. I would be mindful of shortening the opening because that might affect how you get the garment on, but lengthening it usually isn't a problem. Yeah. And you want to pin, if you're pinning, pin parallel with the edge of the fabric. It's a bit more stable than perpendicular in the case of a zipper. If you pin parallel, then you just have that more stability. It's not going to wobble around as much. And think about the direction that you're pinning so that when you start sewing, you can easily remove your pins. It's hard to to insert a zipper when your pins are in backwards and you're trying to reach around and remove them before the foot gets there. So just plan it all ahead of time and make sure you're pinning in the right direction. Yeah, the other thing about pinning perpendicular, because I know a lot of people really prefer to do that, is that those pins will get in the way of the zipper. So when you're sewing the zipper on, sometimes you want to unzip it a little bit depending on where you're at in terms of the sewing process. And that can be really difficult if there are pins running perpendicular. It might, you know, stop you from being able to unzip. So totally. parallel is key here. In some cases, the zipper tape features a vertical marked line about a quarter inch away from the teeth serving as a stitching guideline to use in your sewing process. We actually pulled out my box of zippers and had a look at a bunch of zippers. And some of them had this quarter inch sort of guideline. It's really subtle. It's almost in the weave of the zipper tape where you see that line. Some of them didn't. Some of them had less obvious markers, but it's still something you could use visually as a guide. Mm -hmm. But yeah, check out your zipper stash and see if any of your zippers have that because it's kind of a cool tool. It's very cool. I didn't know that. So I learned something new prepping for this episode too. (laughs) And of course, you can practice on a scrap first, especially if it's your first zipper. Try it on a scrap using just basting stitches so you can take it apart and use a zipper or just a spare zipper that you have on hand. So, so valuable to give it a shot on some scrap fabric because it's a lot of pressure when you're midway through a garment to all of a sudden have to do something like a zipper and manage the bulk of a garment at the same time. So, you know, treat yourself to a little scrap fun times. I agree. And I also think those little scrap zipper insertions are really fun just to have as reference for later because you might have, you know, learned how to do a lapped zipper on one day and then a few weeks later you want to do it again. You're like, wait, what does that look like again? So having that reference to look back on is going to be a really nice refresher for you. Totally. Mm -hmm. Based, based, based. (laughs) I wrote base, base, base in all caps. Yeah. 
so important. So important. I didn't do this either when I first started putting in zippers and it makes a huge difference. Like especially again with invisible zippers, just baste your fabric and your zipper tape together. Mm -hmm. Put them together. Then you can zip up your zip, make sure everything's lining up properly. And then you can go in with your invisible zipper foot and get your stitches really close to the teeth and do all of that fine detail. But get it down, get it in place. Yeah. And when we say base, like I personally am not talking about like a long basting stitch on a sewing machine. I'm talking about hand basting with a needle and thread. Yeah. I mean, you can do either. I usually do it on my machine personally. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But hand basting, I think is arguably better. So <laughs> it's going to give you, I think, the most control in the same way that doing an entirely hand sewn zipper is going to give you personally, in my opinion, the most control. Yeah. Um, and that's why I love doing fully hand sewn zippers. Mm-hmm. But if you don't actually want to use your sewing machine or pull out a needle and thread, you can try a glue stick. So test it out on your fabric first, because some fabrics might be affected by glue, but an all-purpose glue stick works fine. Also, there are fabric basting glue sticks out there. We sell them at Blackbird um, that are kind of meant for fabric, but that's a really great tool. And as we've mentioned many times already in this episode, Wonder Tape or some kind of stabilizer tape helps as well. Mm -hmm. And take your time. Zippers are not something you want to go full speed at. If you can adjust the speed on your sewing machine. You might want to do that, slow it down to help with your accuracy and just make it a little bit less stressful. Awesome. And after sewing one side, zip your zipper closed to make sure you don't have any caught threads and mark any seam lines that need to connect. So that's going to help you to make sure that things line up as you continue to sew. And just remember that you will get better at zippers. We promise. Yes. Your first zipper is probably going to be a little harrowing. (laughs) I won't lie. I've talked to friends about it. And everyone has that first zipper experience where they put it in backwards, upside down, like one tapes one way and the other tapes backwards. And it's like you zip it up and it's like, it's on the wrong side of the garment. Like it's just hard to wrap your head around. So don't be worried if you try to sew as if it doesn't go well. Of course, you're not going to be perfect at it the first time. Yeah, but you'll get better. You you will. We promise you will. (laughs) Or you'll just so oversized garments. Yeah. Not so zippers again. <laughs> that moo moo life. <laughs> all right. What types of zippers are out there? And how do we choose zippers? And what are they all for? And which ones are good quality? I have so many questions. That's a lot of questions, Helen. <laughs> I don't know if we can answer all those questions today. <laughs> sure we can. <laughs> well, there are three main types of zippers that you're going to come across. Coil, molded or stamped plastic, or stamped metal. Yes. And we have a good article to reference for you guys. It's the doitbetteryourself.club article on zipper types, weights, sizes, and parts. We'll link that in the show notes. But basically, coil zippers are lightweight, and they're probably what you've used most of the time. The teeth are made from a coiled nylon or polyester that is stitched or woven into the zipper tape. And that makes for a really flexible zipper, a very lightweight, flexible zipper. And the texture of the teeth is more subtle than the molded plastic or metal zipper teeth. So again, this is probably what you've sewn with a lot in your garments, invisible zippers, regular zippers, just your basic zipper. Yeah. Molded plastic zippers have the teeth molded and melted directly onto the zipper tape. The construction uses very cheap materials, which usually make 
them the most cost effective option. The shape of the teeth makes them a bit stiffer than the coil zippers and molded plastic zippers are great for children's clothing and tote bags, but not necessarily garment sewing. Yeah, you've probably seen them before. You'll recognize them if you see them. They have a chunky kind of look to them. They're usually more colorful, more plasticky looking and can be a lot of fun for like a decorative zipper on a bag or something. Yeah, the teeth look more kind of clunky and square than the coil zippers that look almost like wiry. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to describe it. Mm -hmm. Metal zippers have, of course, metal teeth, and those are actually clamped onto the zipper tape, which makes them incredibly durable. And they're perfect for heavy-duty coats, duffel bags, and, of course, jeans. So the only thing you have to be wary of here is the weight of the zipper. Because it's metal, it's much, much heavier than the nylon, polyester, or plastic other options. So you don't want to pair that with a super lightweight fabric. And they also tend to stick a bit more, meaning the slider doesn't move as smoothly up and down on the teeth. Yeah, and that's totally normal. Metal zippers come in different weights as well. So it's not just one type of metal zipper. They have a lot of different weights. And keep in mind that you want to use a heavier duty zipper for heavier fabrics and maybe a lighter weight metal zipper for lighter weight fabrics. Yeah. And you'll also come across invisible zippers. Invisible zippers are a little different. The teeth of the invisible zipper is on the backside of the zipper, which means that once it's sewn into your garment, you can't see any of those teeth from the right side, hence the invisibility. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And invisible zippers are also categorized as coil zippers. So they're kind of under that umbrella. Yeah. So how do you choose a zipper for a project? Well, you definitely want to match the weight of the zipper to the weight of your fabric. So don't go with a super heavy duty, weighty metal zipper if you're working with a lightweight silk or a chiffon or organza, unless that's the look that you're going for and you have a real vision for that project, of Mm -hmm. course. And when you're shopping for zippers, you may see a number symbol with a zipper size next to it. This number is referring to the size of the zipper teeth. So that's measuring from one outer edge of the zipper teeth to the other. And the width between those two edges in millimeters is the zipper size. This is so fascinating to me because I actually didn't know this. <laughs> I know. I've seen those numbers before and I kind of figured the lower the number, the lighter the zip. That's basic, yeah. right? And often we'll see, at least in our local store, they're labeled as number three. I see a lot of number threes and that's just a regular weight coil zip that's good for tops, dresses, formal clothes, handbags, skirts, pants, all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you get up to the jeans weight, you guys sell like a 4.5 or 5 weight metal zip, right? Yeah, ours are 4.5. And that's pretty common for a jean. In the industry, the 4.5 is actually known as just a jeans zipper. Like when we order it, it's just called a jean zipper. But I think even you could go up to like a five or a five and a half for jeans. Some people prefer something a little bit heavier, especially if you're working with a really heavyweight denim. But I've never had issues with the 4.5 on even heavyweight denims. So I think it's a really good bet and pretty readily available in the sewing world. Yeah. But when you're getting into like a five to seven weight, that's more for like jackets, duffel bags, tents, purses, backpacks, luggage, boots, like those just heavier weight items that take a lot of wear and tear and stress on those seams. Yeah. And then there's even an eight to 10 range, which is a large size zipper that's for more industrial clothing, vehicle covers, boat covers, upholstery, canvas tents, heavy, heavy duty stuff. Yeah. Don't put those in your clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you also want to keep in mind that you're looking for a good color match and also the right length of zipper when you're choosing your zipper. If you can 
can't find a good color match, then you can always go with a longer length of zipper and shorten it. This will only work if you're working with a non-separating zipper. You could also go with a contrast color. So for example, if you have a print and maybe most of the print is black, but you can't find a black zipper in the right length, go with maybe picking up another color in the print. It could look really cool, especially depending on the type of insertion that you use, which we're going to go over later, to have that zipper be an element of the design of the garment. I really like that idea, especially I find with jackets, uh, there's less color options available for separating zippers, at least at our local store. So I like to use something that could be complementary. If you have like a tobacco colored jacket, maybe you use a navy zip. Those colors go beautifully together. And there's more neutral colors available. So you might have black, brown, green, and maybe red, and you can choose between those what's going to pair best with whatever color you chose for your jacket. Awesome. Love that. And then you also want to check the quality of the zip before you buy. If, If you're shopping in person, you can do this. So zip it up and down, see how it feels. Also pull at it and see if it's strong. See if it's coming apart at all. We had a situation in one of our workshops at the Yanta overalls, I think, Mm -hmm. or maybe Winslow culottes where we had a faulty zipper and it's just the teeth started coming undone. It started coming uncoiled. It was like very dramatic. After Uh, inserting the zipper, it was quite sad. (laughs) It was sad. And then we're like, do we have an extra zipper? And we didn't. And we had to go to the store. It was like a whole thing, but it all worked out and the project got finished. Um, But you do want to just make sure that there's nothing faulty wrong with the zipper and actually take a good solid look at it. And then we mentioned YKK brand because that's what we tend to look for when we're shopping for zippers. So that's always a point that you can check is what brand is the zipper? And if it's a YKK brand zipper, then you have a good idea that it's a good quality. Yeah. I also want to mention, I'm sure there are plenty of other brands that are great. So I'd love for our listeners to reach out and let us know what their favorite zipper brands are. Yeah. Maybe we're missing the mark and there's someone... That's just as good as YKK. Up and coming zippers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about zipper methods. Mm-hmm. There are five types of zipper insertions, and we're going to talk about those five types and where you might use them. Yes, and we have another article we're going to put in the show notes that has lots of great pictures of these methods because obviously this is a bit of a visual process. So we're going to be sharing that in the show notes. Make sure you check that out from Doina Alexi. So to start off, there is a basic centered zipper, a standard zipper that's sewn in an even amount on both sides and the fabric kind of overlaps the coils, meets in the middle, and you have visible top stitching. Yeah, centered zippers can be found on many garments, including pants, skirts, dresses, and tops. And it's used when you don't really care about the visible stitching on the garment or if that's like kind of part of the whole look of the garment. And in terms of the kind of zipper that you would use for this, it's going to be a coil zipper, most commonly a number three coil zipper. That's like what you find in most stores. Exactly. And you wouldn't use an invisible zipper in this instance because there's no point. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to see it. Don't try to hide it. Um, (laughs) Lapped zippers are another really common type of zipper insertion. And it's sewn with an overlap of fabric, which covers the zipper. The overlap's just on one side. The lap can be on either side, but it's commonly found on the left-hand side. Yeah, and the lap zipper has one side of exposed stitching on the lapped side. Um, We often see lap zippers on the center backs or side seams of skirts or dresses. Yes, I have some lapped zippers on my Jenny shorts. I've made a bunch of pairs of those. 
and I really enjoy sewing the lapped zipper every time because it's not something I do that often. So it's fun to just refresh my skills every time I make a pair of those shorts. <laughs> yeah, I think a lap zipper looks really cute on a pair of shorts. Yeah, I, I definitely think a lapped zipper has a bit of a leg up on a centered zipper just aesthetically. There's something about that lap that's very pleasing to the eye. The centered zipper looks just a little bit basic. Mm -hmm, definitely. Okay, next up would be an exposed zipper. So there are two sort of kinds of exposed zipper application. One would be sewing a box around the zipper, which would leave those teeth and a little bit of the zipper tape exposed, right? Yeah, so you can see a bit of a pop of color in the tape, which is really fun. And it's great if you're using a metal zip because you get that flash of metallic as well. And I actually did this on my Megan Nielsen Brumby skirt. I made a lime green Megan Nielsen skirt, which I think was the project I was cutting out when we met that first day. Oh my gosh, I think you're School right. School of Thread. I was cutting this lime green fabric out to make this skirt. I don't have it anymore. It was a bit of a style miss for me. It was a little bit too bright. <laughs> but uh, I loved the zipper insertion, the beautiful gold metal zipper in the back. And that looked really cool. Another kind of exposed zipper is sewing the zipper on the right side of the garment so that the whole zip with the tape and everything is fully exposed. And you can also do top stitching, decorative stitching on the tape. You can really get some interesting results with exposed zippers. Yeah, I really love that an exposed zipper can add kind of some interest, more of a decorative element to a garment. It can be a lot of fun, add a lot of personality. You can play with the contrasting color. The metal gives it a little bit of bling. I just really think it's a cool, it's a cool look. Yeah, it is a really cool look. Um, with metal zippers, you do want to be cautious about the weight and the fabric choice. We mentioned this already, but if you wanted to have like a metal zip detail at the back of your blouse, perhaps, if you were doing that in a rayon, it might sag and could cause all sorts of pulling on the front because it's sagging in the back. So just be careful about where you're applying it. Use the appropriate interfacing and things like that. And also think about skin exposure with metal zips because you might not want that metal zip right up against your skin. Um, it could actually pull hair out of your skin. <laughs> so you want to be careful if you need some kind of zipper shield or something in place to protect yourself from that zipper. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? No embarrassing disarray. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> All right. What about invisible zippers? <laughs> okay. Invisible zippers use a special kind of zipper and they are installed in the seam. So no stitching or zipper teeth are visible on the right side of the garment. The whole purpose of an invisible zipper or the whole kind of point in the process is that you're trying to get your stitch line really, really, really close to the teeth so that when you close that zipper up, those teeth kind of coil under and all you're seeing is fabric meeting on the right side. So you're really not wanting to see any zipper. And if you get it right, even when you put the garment on and move around, you're not really exposing those zipper teeth or seeing any zipper at all. It's very satisfying. It really is when you get it right. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we do recommend that you use an invisible zipper foot for an invisible zipper because it has this little tunnel that the teeth go into. It bends them back for you so your needle can get up next to those stitches. You can get this result with a regular zipper foot and pressing your tape open and, you know, maybe putting your fingers a little bit too close to your needle. <laughs> you can get a, a beautiful invisible zipper without an invisible zipper foot. But again, it just makes a big difference. So it's something that's a really nice tool to have in your arsenal. Yeah. 
You just said invisible zipper so many times. Invisible zipper, invisible zipper, invisible zipper, <laughs> invisible zipper. And if you can't find an invisible zipper in the color of your garment, you can always paint the zipper pull. You can do this with nail polish or model paints. House can- paint. <laughs> House paint. <laughs> Probably want something that's going to stick to the zipper pull. But I think nail polish is a fun way to dress that up. Yeah. Or you can also let an invisible zipper be a little bit of a pop of color. Yeah. Could be cute. I agree. Okay, lastly, we're going to talk about fly front zippers, arguably my favorite zipper application, (laughs) because I love sewing jeans. Um, We often see fly front zippers on jeans or pants, and sometimes on jackets or coats. A fly front zipper includes a zipper guard or shield that covers the zipper when worn. So like Helen mentioned earlier, that's going to protect your skin from getting pinched or your hairs from getting pulled out when you're (laughs) zipping it up or moving around. Um, And traditionally in women's garments, the zipper lap is on the left. And for men's garments, it's on the right, but you can customize that to your choosing. There are no rules in sewing. (laughs) No rules in sewing. (laughs) And we recommend using a metal zipper for a fly front zipper, particularly on heavier weight pants for that strength and durability and just the look, especially with jeans. There's something about a metal zip really completes the whole package. Yeah, definitely. All right. Where do you get zippers? Where are the zippers? Well, if you're in Vancouver, the zippers are definitely at Dresso. Yes. <laughs> That's our local fabric shop in downtown Vancouver. And we always tell people who are visiting to go to Dresso in their basement. They have the most insane zipper selection that it's I've ever crazy. seen. Every zipper, every color, every size. I've never gone in there and been disappointed. No, it's really, really fun place to go and shop. And I think that local fabric shops are the best place to get zippers and lots of other notions as well, because you get to see them in person. And with zippers, that can be an important part of picking it out. And they just often have a good selection, a good range of colors, a good range of sizes. They'll probably have something that will work for you. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, you can also buy zippers online. We buy all of our zippers locally because we have such a great resource. So we're going to put a little question box on Instagram this week so that you all can share your favorite online zipper sources. A few that we found were zipperstop.com, zipupzipper.net, and fabric.com. Etsy also has a lot of options, but let us know where you like to buy zippers because I know there are more resources online for zippers. Caroline, when's Blackbird going to have zippers? (laughs) We got to get that thread out the door first. I talked about that on the podcast months ago and it still hasn't happened. It's kind of a big project, but I don't know. Maybe. I mean, we have jean zippers. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But um, maybe it's in the five-year plan. Yeah. How come it's hard for fabric stores like you to carry things like zippers and thread? Well, it's a lot of inventory, a lot of things to photograph. I find zipper color. Personally, I like to see that match in person. I also think it's difficult to decide what length of zipper do we carry? What color selection do we carry? How do we compete with those like bigger box stores that have everything? Um, And also just competing on price is hard too. Zipper is like a pretty small ticket item. So those big stores like Joann's or Fabricland in Canada have, you know, they're buying these huge bulk orders and they can get a really good price and sell it for a good price. But for a small indie shop like mine, it's a bit harder to make that huge investment in a big inventory of zippers. Yeah. So it's a combination of like space, cost, narrowing down what we would want to offer. Yeah, because it's it's so tempting to want to carry every single length, right? Yeah, totally. (laughs) But yeah, I can understand how that would be really challenging. Yeah. Well, maybe one day. Maybe one day. Okay, lastly, we wanted to talk 
and debate and discuss about shortening zippers. And you can shorten zippers on your own, especially zippers with plastic teeth, as those ones are really easy to cut through with scissors. So I will describe to you how to shorten from the bottom of the zipper, as I believe that is the correct method for shortening a zipper. I object. (laughs) So to shorten from the bottom, you simply measure the length you want your zipper, use a marking tool to identify where you want that zipper to end, where you want the new stop to be. And then you can hand sew with matching thread, a whip stitch several times around the teeth. I often will just stick this under my machine and zigzag the bleep out of it. (laughs) And we'll have a video tutorial for this as well in our show notes. Another added thing you can do here for strength is to sew a large straight metal eye above the whip stitches to act as the new stop. But I often find that the thread is more than enough to keep it in place. And shortening from the bottom means that you're not losing that top stop. And I think that there's some risk involved if you cut your top stop off, because if you try to zip up your zipper and there's no top stop, then your zipper pull is going to come right off the end of your zipper. But I'm open to hearing other opinions on the matter. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> <laughs> so when we were talking about this episode and, and going through the prep, I was like, I don't shorten my zippers from the bottom. I shorten them from the top. And Helen was like, that's wrong. <laughs> I was like, I don't think we can tell our listeners that because I don't think that's correct. I object. (laughs) So, okay. I always shorten my zippers from the top. Again, like hashtag lazy sewist, (laughs) laziest sewist. I just think it's faster to oftentimes like when I'm inserting zippers, it's in a front fly, for example. So I have just that extra length of zipper off on the top, it kind of just trails off into the top of the garment and then just gets inserted into the waistband. And when I'm sewing the waistband, after I've attached it, before I kind of turn it right side out and finish the bottom edge of the waistband and kind of enclose everything, then I'll trim off the top part of the zipper. I sew through the metal teeth, like I just go through really slowly and hand crank it so that I'm not... (laughs) So that I... I wish they could see my face right now. So that I'm making sure that I'm not breaking a needle. But how many pairs of jeans have I sewn? I've never had any issues. I think it's fine to shorten your zipper from the top and then you're not worrying about adding a whip stitch to the bottom or doing any kind of hand sewing and everything is enclosed. You're not going to have your zipper stop pulling right off because you're never actually cutting the top until there's already like a stitched stop with that waistband. Fair. When you're shortening like a coil zipper, let's say in a dress or a top or I don't know, something that doesn't have a waistband where the zipper goes all the way to the top. I would normally just kind of fold the top of the zipper tape back at a 90 degree angle so that it's kind of locking it in that way. Again, I'm not cutting anything off until it's been attached and enclosed and there is there is a, a makeshift zipper stop at the top. There have been very few malfunctions with this method. I think it's faster and I think it's fine. Although I will say Helen pointed out that with metal zippers, there's like a built-in stop at the top. So it's not actually like the same as the bottom zipper stop where it's like a piece of metal. It's just the top zipper coil or tooth is just a little bit stronger and it almost locks in the zipper pull. Mm-hmm. I believe you. Yes. But I also have never had issues with my method with like a zipper slowly falling down or something. Yeah. So. Well, that's lucky. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know 
Am I the only one? Like, listeners. I'm sure you're not the only one. We're going to do, this is going to be a social heavy week because I want to do a poll. Are you a top or a bottom? <laughs> Are you a top or a bottom? I, yeah, I, I, I also want to know because I feel very strongly. I'm super not on board with your method. <laughs> no, I just think, first of all, I don't think that it's more work or less work either way. Doing, cutting them off at the bottom and zigzagging it is like, takes like two seconds. Yeah, but it takes less than two seconds to do it the other way. But then you have a lot of bulk, I think, from the excess zipper tape that you're trying to like hide in your waistband or in your facing and you're folding it out of the way. And then you don't have your top zipper stop. That's like this nice stop that you can put like the nice, like the right distance from the waistband or the right distance from the top of the garment. And you don't have the lock on the metal zipper, which I think is kind of important. Although I do believe that because I've never seen your pants fall down, that <laughs> you're not having any issues. I've but... never had issues with that. And also, I, I like I never put like a hook and eye at the top of like a zipper. So yeah. my zipper teeth always go right up to the top. And that kind of allows you to have actually a nice finish where the zipper teeth are going sort of curved out at the top versus just like folded and straight. I don't know if that makes sense. I need to like show you a garment with this. <laughs> I, I understand what you mean. Do you? Though? Yeah. With, with the curled out, like, <laughs> yeah, I, but I, I personally don't think that looks good. Yeah. Because it's more bulky and like it, it just looks incorrect. Like where's, where's the zipper teeth going? Okay. <laughs> Clearly we are at a standstill. We are. We're at a real standstill here, folks. Um, We're going to pick this up again. <laughs> on instagram what do i get if i win <laughs> i'll give you all my zippers because i don't like zippers anymore. oh perfect yeah you don't even like zippers you don't have a horse in this race all right and then for metal zippers we also have a tutorial to share from past guest adriana from hey june handmade on how to shorten metal zippers specifically because instead of just cutting them with your scissors please don't do that you're going to wreck any scissors you you try to use by chopping them off, you're going to get little dings and stuff. So use some pliers to remove the zipper teeth and the stops properly and effectively <laughs> um, in order to shorten your metal zipper from the bottom. That's, mm -hmm. This is from the bottom only. Do you just use your fabric scissors to cut your metal zippers? Is that what you do? Is that where we're at? Yes. <laughs> Okay, can we do the outro now? Can we still be friends <laughs> after this? <laughs> okay, in closing, hopefully we're not ending on a sour note. No, it's fine. <laughs> we can still be friends. We really hope this episode has helped you guys feel more capable and understand a little bit more about zippers. We want to encourage you to try inserting some zippers on scraps. Don't listen to me. Zippers are great. <laughs> they are great. And it's such a fun tool to have for your garment sewing journey and doing it on scraps, having a little booklet of all the different types of zippers could be really fun. What a fun way to spend an afternoon. Yes. And do you have any tips to share on inserting a zipper or about zippers in general? Do you want to tell us if you're a top or a bottom? If you are on Team Caroline or Team Helen in this, let us know on social media. Send us a voicemail or an email. We love hearing from you. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> go go zip it up. Go zip something. <laughs> go sew a zipper. 
That's it for today's episode of Love to Sew. You can find me, Caroline, at blackbirdfabrics.com and Helen at helensclosetpatterns.com. We're recording today in super, super, super sunny Vancouver, Canada, and you can get in touch with us and get links for everything we talked about in this episode at lovetosewpodcast.com. Yes, I said everything. Whatever. (laughs) If you're loving the show and want to help us out, you can support us on Patreon. Contribute $5 or more a month and you'll get access to our bonus episode feed. Contribute $10 or more a month and you'll get a 15% discount code for both of our shops. That's not a one-time use discount code. It is a recurring discount code and a bonus mini episode. Go to patreon.com slash love to sew for more info. Thank you to our amazing podcast team, Sam Humphrey and Melanie Brister. And thank you all so much for listening. We will talk to you next week. If we don't break up first because we disagree about zippers. (laughs) Tops and bottoms can have beautiful relationships. (laughs) Okay, fine. (laughs) Okay. You just never know when to zip it, Caroline. Oh,